Welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, we are, oh man, we are all freshly returned from the the whirlwind that is Together for the Gospel. And what (laughs) what an experience to kind of be in the same room with the same people yet again. With it. For you guys, was it was it kind of like Groundhog Day in that like this this thing happens every couple of years and uh, just just describe the excitement of of that. Man, Ronnie, one, do you uh, are are you rendered speechless or do you uh, do you want to take well, this one? You know, first of all, first off, Big T, I mean, I, I love how you called it together for the gospel when, in fact, it was Wait, the well, Gospel Coalition Conference. So oh, I, oh, I love, I love that there's that. so much distinction between. Oh, between, there is such distinction between the two. Between brands. these two things, that like for a minute yeah. there, when you said that, I thought, "Wait mm-hmm. a minute, was it T4G or was it TGC?" I don't now, know. Boys, was this? Uh, and, and just to be clear, I wasn't there. I've actually <laughs> never been to one of these things. Um, now, was this like, I imagine it is like church camp for adults. Yeah, am I right about that? Except like a snack at night, there's a, there's like a bourbon if you're one of those guys or like high-end coffee if you're one of those guys. And, and you know, you're kind of seeing the same people that you saw every summer at church camp, except they're all grown up now. Yeah, it's like church camp for adults, but like they make you buy everything when you get there. You know I, what I mean, like nothing's free, right? Yeah, church so camp you, is like a like an all inclusive. You know, you get right. there and then all all the meals and stuff are free. But you know, what, uh, the next step for them though, like when I went to summer camp growing up, they had like the canteen that would be open during free time in the afternoon. Oh, so like yeah. your parents would send money with you, so you didn't carry cash. You like put it in the yeah. canteen account. Um, that's what the gospel coalition needs to do for their, their bookstore is to have like a canteen account for people who, you know, who are walking out of there with an additional suitcase full of books. They need to have the, like the Lifeway bookstore canteen account. They should have a little canteen account for books. Cause I'm guessing guys get here, man. And the, and, and you know how it is at summer camp pipe. Like you get there and you're just like, you know what? My parents aren't here. The world is my oyster. I'm going to buy 15, you know, Butterfinger candy bars and eat them all in one sitting. And oh, yeah. the, the number of comments I heard that were like, oh, I totally blew my book budget for the year as if, and they're sort oh, of like yeah. gleeful but guilty simultaneously. Yes. These are guys brag about their libraries and their book budgets and uh, and they and they get to TGC and, and like the, the governor comes off, man, and they're just like, I want every book. But dude, it's so, but here's what's so funny when you, because, you know, so I, I come in contact with a lot of dudes, you know, that are like, you know, this is their conference for the year. It's exactly how Piper just described it. They blow yeah. all their, their book budget. Even the fact that they're there, there's such a high level of guilt like going on at well, this dude, thing. It wouldn't be a Christian conf without guilt. Without I mean, guilt, right? Is, and it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a reformed conference without like oh, a Oh, absolutely. Level this is a huge yeah. ingredient in the whole thing. You got to feel terrible about the books that you're buying. But it's just so funny because it's like, so I don't know, maybe we should say right now as – as you know, as as the co-hosts of of really the the largest Christian podcast in the world right now, which well, is I you know, yeah, I th- I think uh, fellas, it don't feel guilty. I mean, blow the book budget, spend yeah. time, go to sessions, don't go to sessions, stay in the hotel room the whole time, don't stay in the hotel room the whole time. But if you go I mean, to sessions, don't walk out in the middle because that's weird. Yeah. Well, okay, so- uh, I yeah yeah. So I want to I want to stay on this uh, this summer camp motif, but before I do, boys, uh, I want to promo something that we're involved in from a business standpoint because this is a business podcast. Uh, we have partnered with one Hector Lagaris of Lagaris Roasters, and we are bringing you live and direct uh, the Happy Ranch signature blend uh, of coffee. This is craft coffee. This is hipster coffee, and uh, Hector and I have. Uh, while, while you guys were at summer camp for uh, for reform dudes, um, Hector and I have been hard at work uh, having business meetings, high level business meetings, and we have a little special premium to offer. Uh, if you uh, log in to HappyRampPodcast.com and order a bag of Lagaris Roasters coffee, you will get a free 
signed copy of The Bridezilla of Christ. This is a book that I co-wrote with one Ronald J. Martin. So will it be signed? By, will it be signed by both of you? No, it's going to be signed by just me and, and Hector. Me and Hector, because I'm in the I'm in the same metro area as Hector. Oh. Just tell Hector, just tell Heck to sign that thing, because I think his signature right now is actually worth more. So that that's I I, I totally his, approve of his that. name is certainly cooler. Well, there's no doubt about that. No <laughs> argument there, man. His name is cooler yeah. than everyone's name. Right. Right. Yes. That's yeah. I that mean, was that was not a shot at Ronnie. That was a shot at humanity. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, right. if you if you can shorten your name to Heck. I mean, dude, you have something going on that the general population cannot have a piece of. Heckelgaris. I mean? Doesn't that sound like like the first, uh, you know, guy from Puerto Rico to play in Major League Baseball? You know what I Either, mean? I, yeah, I was going to say that or every Tarantino lead character like ever, <laughs> ever yeah. created. Heckelgaris like gets out of a, a late model Cadillac and like flicks his cigarette down and grinds it with the heel of his boot, you know. And then Samuel uh, Jackson gets out the other side of the car. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I got home from this this summer camp, and I was dragging because it's a lot of late nights and early mornings, kind of like summer yeah. camp. And yeah. uh, what did I find waiting for me at my front door? Oh boy! Tell me, pipe. Describe it. But a but a nicely packaged one pound bag of Happy Ranch signature roast, mm. and mm. and I, I picked it up. So it's it's in like one of these plastic padded. Um, you know, mailers. priority yeah. mail mailers, and I picked it up, and just just the picking it up made the aroma waft out uh, of it, and yeah. and all that fatigue just washed away. It was a, right. it was a magical moment, and uh, it is as good as we have we have made it out to be. So it was a little shot in the arm, man. A little shot in the arm from Lagaris Roasters. Yeah, and I yeah, had the same yeah. experience, man. Thank you, Heck Lagaris. Thank you. Yes, Baby, so you got your bag of, of Heckligar's coffee. Oh, I came home. It's the exact same experience that Pipe mm-hmm. just laid out. I came mm-hmm. home, had the priority bag, literally barely put my finger on that bag, and, like, the aroma just literally just, like, just just completely filled the entirety of my house. You hugged that bag of coffee before you even hugged your wife, didn't you? Before you oh, hugged are you ki- I mean, yeah. I, I have it. I'm I'm embracing it right now, Big T. <laughs> now as a reform guy, you have to talk about how much you love your wife all the time. To the degree well, I have to, but I, but, she, I, but you know bride. what? Here's the thing: is, you, yeah, I have bride, to, right, I have to call her my bride, but I call her Big M. So I, I I'm you know I'm a little dangerous, right? Because that's that's You're scary little, talk, right? Yeah, a little, a but, little um, dangerous, a little outside. But the you line. know what? Let's not pretend that this is not reformed coffee, because this indeed the Happy Rat Signature Blend is not just coffee. It's our reformed signature blend, right? Mm-hmm. Heckligaris did not just create coffee. He created reformed coffee for us. That's would right. you agree with that, Big T? Uh, Big R, I would agree with that. And Heckligaris is going to be the exclusive coffee provider at the, uh, at the live Happy Rant writing conference that, that the three of us are, uh, are fleshing out as we speak. So uh, be looking for an announcement on that. Um, I know that we have cried wolf about live events before, but this one is uh, this one is going to happen. This one is real, and this one is going to bring uh, it's going to bring value uh, for writers and creative types, and it's also going to bring coffee from one heck Lagaris. To be uh, fair, we didn't cry wolf. We were really working on it, and then Ronnie we were- went and did ministry things. <laughs> That mm-hmm. uh, that threw a monkey wrench into that original plan. So Ronnie it, had the two weeks out of the year that he's not traveling happened to coincide with when we wanted to travel. Wow, live events. Wow, guys, a lot of passive aggression coming no, out. No, right he. Now. I, they, they maybe just, I'm just me. I'm just they, stating the fact. They planted and they planted another church in a warehouse. And right. and so he it's had to school. he it's had to help school. launch that. They found another bombed out factory space to reclaim. If only that were true, but it's not. It's your it's very standard fair elementary school church planning. I mean, let's oh. let's not try to heighten it to a place that it's not at. You know, yet yeah. yet. All right, yet of course. I mean, obviously we're looking out. It's I mean, Ohio. Would just will, come bomb it's Ohio. Factory, you will we could find an abandoned over. warehouse. There will be an abandoned warehouse nearby in the middle of Ohio. You can be certain. That's you true. know, if right, if only right, if we could have a little gentrification. Sure, something like that might be able to happen, but I don't know if it's going to. But that's a whole other conversation. All that know, to say, other... it wasn't intentionally crying wolf or misleading listeners or being lazy. It was mm-hmm. a genuine conflict of schedules, which we are we are going to alleviate and work around this time. We're going to rectify that problem, that's as right. they say. Um, boys, Absolutely. I would. I want to get back to this church camp motif, this church camp high that you both are probably still on 
uh, as a result of Together for the Gospel Coalition. Um, <laughs> now, I, I want you to suss out for me. You know how Church Camp has like Church Camp has like its stock characters. Um, you know, there's the cool kid. There's the kid who's a little bit cooler than everyone else at church camp. I hated that and I, kid. I just want to run through a list of these stock characters and have you tell me who they were uh, at this thing that you just got back from. And, and then we'll go into some other church camp motif things. So, like, who was the coolest kid at church camp at Together for the Gospel Coalition? <laughs> Man, mm. let's see. I mean, by besides me. Yeah, I mean, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides me, you were you were waiting for pipe to say besides Ronnie, and the wait took a little bit too long. So you just yeah, that that home. that point six seconds that well, he I, didn't just dive I, in yeah. there right I away. Felt, I, had to... I felt like that that might have hit a little too close to home, so I was refraining from making that joke. It was an effort to be a nicer person. Yeah. And, and Pipe, I, I that's a that. wow, that's, that's one of those that's one of those church camp resolutions that you made. You nailed democracy. that. You nailed that to the cross on the last I'm, night. I'm man. still in the 72 hours of still being saved after the altar call. You know, so that's right. That you're that, in, that's you're how, in the sweet spot. Right that's now. how summer camp works. You get 72 hours after the altar call, and then you go right back to who you were and feel extra guilty because you didn't. Piper stay already behind. read the. Piper got home this morning and read the entire Old Testament. Man, he's just on a. No, no, no. This is reformed world. We don't know. No, we don't know what to do with the Old Testament. I read the entire New Testament. Oh, go. and by New Testament, you just read the letters of Paul. Let's just keep narrowing right. it down. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> confused about Jesus too, but Pauline theology, we can we can do that. You actually just read Romans eight <laughs> and nine. Clearly, and, uh, that's my bad. My bad. Uh, so, Pipe, who was who was the coolest kid at church camp oh, here at this man. thing? I I feel like this is a competition of people trying to be cool kids. Oh, most definitely. Let's you talk know, about that there's, because there's that is a, that is real church camp. Uh, at, at the risk of offending listeners, I would say this is sort of a ministerial pissing contest uh, in some Absolutely. ways. Um, Absolutely. So lots of lots of talk about about degrees that are being pursued and mm-hmm. and uh, what sermon series are being preached. I walked past people uh, on the way to lunch one day who were arguing about the Apostles' Creed. And one of my coworkers looked at me always and said, a st- "Always a standard like yeah, just just like a standard argument." You know, Ted and I last week talked about the NBA MVP. These people argue about the <laughs> Apostles' Creed. You know, it's just just uh, par for the course. And one of my coworkers looked at me and said, "Does anybody here have normal conversations?" And I looked no. at him and and I said, "Do you know where you are?" And <laughs> that's uh, normal. So yeah, I, I feel like everybody wants to be the cool kid. Um, I didn't see Matt Chandler there, or he would have been the coolest kid. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, there was no like standout cool kid, unless Ronnie, unless Ronnie saw something that I'm forgetting. Well, Ron, did I mean, you see look, anything along these lines? I mean, it just depends what you mean by cool kid, right? So here's the thing: TGC is not like high content of cool kids. It's uh-huh. like this is going to be it's a little like more band like band camp. Yeah, it's going to be a little more like theolo- you know theologically driven, and so it's what I like doing is I, I like looking at the groups of people that are wearing particular kind of like you know the, I I kind of separate it by dress, right? So you got like I'm just kind of fascinated. I was telling Pipe when we were there like there's there's like like if you would have went like I was at TGC 11 and there was there was just a, an infinitely higher content of like khakis and dockers six yeah. years ago whereas like everybody now is like they're allowed to wear jeans now but so they're allowed to wear <laughs> jeans but they still have like their shirt tucked into their jeans they wear a tie they have a sport jacket but it's like they have graduated to jeans you know yeah and so you have you have more you have more of like that vibe going on than you may have had like five or six years ago how many tgcs have there been big r well i don't know they started in 09 right so i think this is no, uh i don't know nope. they started Oh seven? I think it was oh seven. So yeah, we're. I mean, this is like oh seven. This we're we're ten, ten years. years we're ten years into this thing. So this would be like I guess the wow. fifth one because they're every other year. I'm good with numbers. It's okay, weird so they didn't do like a ten year anniversary. That's kind of shocking. Actually. Well, they were celebrating the Reformation's five hundredth anniversary because of course they were, and, uh, and so days. that that trumped their own ten year anniversaries. Pardon, for, sorry, I didn't mean to say trump. That was a mistake. Oh, I have so God. many. I have so many questions, pipe. Now. Uh, uh, I have two questions, all right, and you guys can both address these. Um, Pipe, I want to know, you alluded to this earlier, what's the, what's like the hot degree to get now? I mean, are we talking like a D-min, everybody's going for the, everybody needs the, the doctor, right? Everybody, yeah, I mean, D-mins are over. Yeah. M-div is like the standard entrance, like that's the, that's the qualification to get into the cool club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then it's like the D demon THM. Honestly, I don't know what the difference is besides the fact that theologians argue about which one's better. But mm-hmm. demon THM. But then you get the people who are like, well, I'm pursuing my doctorate in, you know, I'm studying, um, I don't know. Early some, church history or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some some dead theologian in in England. So I'm over there once a year to to oh, to meet with listen, my advisor. And if you go to England to meet with your advisor, that makes you infinitely cooler than than anyone else in your circle. Yeah, Am sorry, I right? sorry, Baptist seminarians, um, right. you're not as cool sorry, as somebody who studies who at to go Cambridge to, to meet with their advisor. It's yeah, but dude, you know what, man? Like D- demons, THMs are over, dude. I mean, you go straight to PhD now. You don't mess with like these mid level pretend doctorate degrees anymore you go straight from an mdiv to a phd if you're anybody absolutely you do seriously demons i feel like it's just like who gets a demon and by demon i keep thinking i'm saying demon interesting interesting now per church camp standard was there like a was there a tgc t-shirt did you get a like a little gift bag with a t-shirt no those were for sale this is ah. it's part of the canteen account. So they, they had this multiple designs. And this was the fascinating thing. This was the first time I've seen them really um, really open things up to to female attendees because they had like oh, they had wow. a more a more feminine set of designs for the shirts and the more sort of standard uh, masculine ill-fitting boxy t-shirts that, that exactly. go so well with the with the newly discovered uh, denim pants. Now, so, yeah, they had a lot of designs this year, didn't they? I mean, they yeah, really they at least, their... I saw at least four or five. I mean, it's like, now, TGC, Ron, what there? are you? Are you a theology conference or are you like a manufacturing warehouse now? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, right? exactly. Are you a t-shirt company now? Are you a t-shirt but, company like, like everybody else I know or are you like a theology conference? Yeah, because right? we, don't, we don't do anything with swag, so we can rip well, on That's what I mean. We're a, th- we're, a th- we're a theology podcast. That's what this is. <laughs> Listeners, if you're listening to us, don't be fooled into what it is you're listening to. This is a theology podcast. In fact, go to theologypodcast.com and we'll probably pop up. That's true. <laughs> Ron, you're were, there, were there actual women at this conference then? Am I, am I being led to believe that women were there? Baby, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something kind of startling right now. And I, I want you, whatever you're, you're sitting on, hold, hold on. Hold okay, on to hold, something. I'm holding. 30, 33% women wow. at TGC. That was the stat that I heard. Yeah. That's fascinating. Which obviously causes us to wonder why. Why, well, yeah. why was there, you know? I mean, that <laughs> begs the obvious question, right? Right. I mean, as Reformed guys, everybody's wondering, like, everybody's saying that's cool and why under the same breath, right? Yeah, so. like, are they here to serve us? You know, like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> Ooh, especially if they were at Shepherd's Conference where the only women on site are there to, quote-unquote, volunteer um, By the way, Big to be, M to be walked, voluntold. Big M just walked up when I said that and looked at me like I had just lost my mind. And she's <laughs> yeah. shaking her head and she's pointing at me. Obviously, kids, I'm kidding. I'm totally Absolutely. kidding. Absolutely. Come on. There's a little now, seed of truth in every joke, though. Boys, yeah. being that church camp is built around these kind of high emotional ebbs, the, the, these big moments, right? These big, these big emotional moments. So you get the ebbs and flows of emotion. Um, who delivered, like speaker-wise or quote-unquote worship-wise, like who, who delivered the high spots? You know what I mean? Uh, who, who, who brought the high, like, emotional moments? And what's weird about this question is that reform dudes hate emotion, right? So we have a, we have a really conflicted uh, relationship with our emotions, but uh, I'm guessing being that this was church camp for, for grown-up reform dudes, there had it's, to be some of those emotional it's high It's not points. so much a... It's not so much a conflicted relationship; it's that we have yet to, to figure out how to kill them. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's not like we <laughs> right, have any affinity with them. It's more just like how do we kill these things that continue to crop up inside me and make me have feelings. I think the approach has been, and correct me if I'm wrong, Barnabas, to try to kill them through boredom, just to kind of like Senate filibuster the the emotions away. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, systematic theology is a real effective deterrent for the emotions. So, um, <laughs> so reform dudes are, are, they're doing about as well as you can. Mm-hmm. And, and what did that look like at the conf? I mean, um, were guys expecting like emotional high spots or, or not so much? Well, I, I skipped all of the sessions because I was okay. there to work. 
So uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> Ronnie, as a as a, an attendee, could he sampled those goods a little bit more and could maybe speak to that better than I can? Yeah, yeah it was uh, yeah, it was interesting, man. So obviously, it's it's five hundred year, you know, it's five hundred year Reformation, you know, historical conference, and yeah, big, dude, you big know emotional was, peak moment. I mean, there was a lot of biographies going on, which I sure. which I thought, well, you know, that's that's a way to get everybody real real hyped and pumped up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, man. I you know, it's it's really weird because they they had a real, uh, you know, they had a real stoic set of uh, of speakers. If yeah. I if I dare say, you know what I mean? Not not a lot of not a lot of guys that typically like to come unglued. Maybe besides. Maybe besides, uh, you know, Mr. You know, Senior Piper. You know what I mean? Who, who, you know, always delivers some passion and emotion. You know, in his talk, and he he like but, pseudo um, he pseudo cussed in his sermon, which which nearly broke Twitter for fifteen he didn't minutes. Pseudo cuss anything? He straight up cussed. You know, I mean, there was wait, nothing wait a minute. Say, about saying that. get the hell out of here is not really cussing, is it? In reformed world, I, that was that was like four letter wording it for. That's like true. I mean, he straight. he could have said like poop yeah. or duty, and people would have said he had cussed too. So. Yeah, that's true. No, it was straight up. World. I mean, but but you know, I was telling you know, I was telling Pipe though, uh, Big T was that I thought I thought Johnny P. I thought he was uh, I thought he was real loose. Man, he came off real loose and Dude, just kind of he, he was. Loose? I don't know. He was just he was kind of he was funny and you know he kind of had that little cussing spurt. It was the open yeah, bar in the green like, room. Yeah, it felt like he was really enjoying himself. Is is the vibe that I got? I thought it was actually really good. But, but that's uh, okay because they but, uh, had they had nine speakers after that who took all that enjoyment and just beat it out of the room. <laughs> just, just chased it, it really away. Did. It was real dry. It was real. It was dry. It was a lot of biographies. It was uh, it was pretty serious. And um, you know, and then you had all the breakouts. You know, I mean, I so here's one. How about this? We can we can vamp on this a little bit. I saw this dude named Sammy Rhodes who is. You know, I, I guess he kind of, I guess he kind of got his rep by being kind of a, a a guy that stole a bunch of jokes and tweeted. I don't know what his like back history is, but uh, <laughs> I've never heard of the guy. The guy, what is, he wrote? What? He wrote a book on awkwardness, and so, dude, they had him speak on awkwardness. Dude, a reform just, guy speaking on awkwardness? No way. It was it was crazy, and talk it was about crazy sweet awkward. spot. It was awkward. Oh, goodness, yeah. The talk was awkward. The topic was awkward. <laughs> of course, and, it was. Uh, it was, but but, dude, for like workshops at TGC. Yeah. I thought it was real, real off the map. So I, I actually attended it because I was curious. And was this well guy attended? gets. Were you a curious well, no, Christian? Check this out, though. So yeah. Wow. wow. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Just Product. had to get that in there. You said you Guys, said it. We don't do that. We do not. Uh, oh, whatever. Owens, Ted, Ted just pimped. Ted just pimped a book. You guys did and said he would send signed copies for people who bought stuff. That's you know that's usury. That's At least I just said the name of uh, of a book. It is that I may, I or may not have written. That's the difference. So like, Sammy Rhodes. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy Rhodes. Sammy Rhodes. They give these dudes an hour for their workshop. Yeah. This dude gets up there. This dude gets up there at one o'clock. He was done at one thirty. Okay. It was phenomenal. I'm looking at this guy. I'm looking at Sammy Rhodes right now, man. Yeah, he's like the guy that's going to make the goofy faces and his like promo pics and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But this dude literally, like, he was. He even said, he said, "I'm so nervous right now." Like 25 minutes later, he's like done with his sesh. Nice. And everybody's sitting there going, oh, you got like 35 minutes, dude. Is that all you got? And he's like, yeah, that's it. it was, <laughs> so like a guy who wrote a book on awkwardness, talking about awkwardness, finished the most awkward breakout like I've ever heard. To be Dude, fair, to be fair, he, he works with college students, which means I'm sure he hasn't preached more than 20 minutes in the last <laughs> like seven years. So dude, it was the funniest thing I've ever sat through. It was unbelievable. I mean, just because the fact that he – like he didn't take every last second plus an additional 10 minutes that they gave him, which was probably every other workshop guy there. And it was just – it was so anti. I couldn't believe it. I did a breakout two years ago, and I think I only talked for about 30 or 35 minutes. But then I did like a Q&A, which is way more Great. fun than actually speaking because it's, it's, it's interactive with humans and they get, to, they get to get information from you that they want instead of just what you want to share. So we filled up the hour, but I only used about half of it. Uh, in the speaking I like part, that. good job. I, I like that. But Big T, you know what I want to, you know what I want to share with you a little bit because you weren't there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think something that you missed, and I think Pipe and I are bummed that you missed it, was mm -hmm. at some point um, the level of of fans and and the line and just the the mayhem and the the hard days night kind of, you know, uh, sense of, of, of how we were being crowded in and clawed at. Oh, it, baby, it got so, so the road. You it know? got so heavy that, that – All that the adulation. 
I remember seeing Pipe's arm just sort of pop up, and he's a pretty mm -hmm. tall dude, but mm -hmm. it sort of emerged, and he's waving security over. Dude, mm -hmm. and at some point, they had to come. They had to break everything. It was mm -hmm. it was out of control. I mm -hmm. mean, there was a moment there where I was looking at Pipe going, like, I'm, I'm fearful right now. I'm yeah. fearful for the level Ron, listen, of... Uh, these are the demands of fame, okay? And if you're not ready for that, um, maybe you shouldn't be a part of this podcast, baby, because this, this thing is huge, okay? And, and we're not going to be able to leave our homes. We're going to have to have people grocery shopping for us. Uh, well, that sounds amazing. Do that. When do we get that? I already do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your spouse exactly. doesn't count. Now, how... <laughs> Figar, I, I want you to I want you to go deeper into this. Like, what 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 was the nature of the adulation that you received? Since well, I, I think I think it was uh, it's it's like a lot of adulation. People are demanding things that they that they that they can't get. So it's like after after I gave away my first three pairs of Chuck Taylors and I took off my mm -hmm. sport jacket, my you know, mm -hmm. and I, I grabbed my other one out of he my bag. He refrained from giving away the skinny away. jeans. Thankfully, that was. I mean, for right. And I, so I'm standing there in a t-shirt and socks, and it's like. Like you've taken everything from me, people. Like I, yeah. I have nothing less left to give, you know. That's and right. I think, I think that's the moment that Pipe and I got to very quickly, and we mm -hmm. realized this is, this is not the Gospel Coalition. This is, this is the Happy Rant Conference. I mm -hmm. think that's the place we got to real fast. Can can I, I read real quick? Sense, a, can I read a text message I got in the midst of that madness from a, yeah. a, a guy I've known for fifteen years? We've been good friends for a long time, and we were trying to connect for uh, for dinner or lunch, just to you know. Just, yeah. you know, because we live in different places now. And he walks up and I'm I'm stuck on the other side of this crush of people. And I see him over the top of all the short bearded heads. And uh, and he texts me in that moment and says, you have too many fans. I can't even talk to you. Uh, how how can I get in touch with you? Wow. That was his... think, gee, that's it. That so, just gives you a sense of it right there. I mean, that's it. that sums it up. Guys, our, our lives have changed because of this. I saw people touching the hem of Ronnie's garment. Uh, they weren't healed of their of their reformed boredom, but it was a good hustle on their part. Touching the hem it. of one of Ronnie's four jackets that he was wearing at the same time. The rolled cuff of his jeans. I yeah. came up. I came there with fourteen jackets. I only left with four because I had to sk mm. keep giving them away. You Baby, know? you must have been cold with only four jackets on at one time. <laughs> oh, I'm still freezing. That I'm must still, have been I mean, difficult for you. I have the flu right now. I know. Yeah, just wrap up in a blanket or four. You should try. You should try touching the hem of your garment. It might solve that flu problem. You know, let me hold on to it right now. Oh my gosh, I feel better now. Does that work if you touch the hem of your own garment? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm okay now, guys. Don't worry okay. anymore. I'm okay. Boys, another another kind of big church camp moment is the moment when you get off the bus and you see the, the the kids that you haven't seen for an entire year, and there's this big kind of reunion moment. And it's it's a little bit different in our case in that we've been doing the show together for a long time. But uh, I believe that this is the first ever moment where Pipe and Big R saw each other in person. And what I what I want you to do, what I want each of you to do. Um, is describe how how and where that happened, um, where you were in, uh, in 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 the throng of excitement at this thing, and and what that was like. So, Pipe, I want you to go first and describe what it was like to meet Big R. Well, I I, I knew he was going to be there, but uh, I was in the midst. So so I had I had sort of at the the fringes of my awareness this yeah. this realization that I would likely have the opportunity. To finally mm -hmm. meet Ronald J. Martin in the flesh, yeah. But I was I was in our publishing booth, which was near the bookstore, uh, and negotiating with attendees on how they could get their hands on Spurgeon bobbleheads, which we had because that's how publishing works. You, uh, we 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 deal in bobbleheads. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a bit of a break in the crowd, and I I send some bearded fellows away to go buy books, and and just sort of. He appeared uh, mm -hmm. from from behind the the large flannel wearing um, faux lumberjacks, and and it was uh, it it rendered me speechless for a moment, um, really honestly, and and then I think I don't recall exactly, but I think he just said, "Hey, pipes," and and the the tension was broken, and all of it just sort of faded away, <laughs> and it was like it was like being old friends. Uh, even though we had only seen each other the one time, and mm. uh, 
and it was splendid. And then the fans began to swarm us, and so and so we had to bond together to fend them off and field the compliments. And you know, dole out handshakes and take photos, and uh, and it was it was it was a very symbiotic relationship. Mm. It's like the Beatles. Which Beatle would you be in this scenario? Me? I hate the Beatles. I hate the Beatles too. Why? Can we pick another band? Let's pick another band. Let's pick the Rolling Stones. Who's Mick and who's Keith? I I think I think Ronnie's Mick, but I don't mean that. I mean, I, I think that's. I think that has to be the case. He's the front man, and I'm probably the the crazy drug user who somehow survives all of my terrible decisions. You're the guitar player with mystique, and Ronnie also doesn't age. So he could be he could be 32, he could be 52, and he just he just looks Ronnie. And uh, wow. and you know what, Big T, I I love Piper. I know I, just, I, I love that kid. You know what I mean. The, I the love way the, Ronnie's heart is to compliment his appearance and say I love the I love the things he says. I love his heart. You know, I Piper is yeah. deft interpersonally. He really uh, knows his way around this this room, doesn't he? He really does, man. He knows what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. You know, amazing. It's, Boys, uh, I have amazing. another question about this. So you know, you know how in church camp you're always a little starstruck by the speaker. Um, and there's a little sense of like, oh, that, that guy's so cool. Were, were, were there any starstruck moments for you at, at church camp this last week? Any, anybody that made you feel a little bit starstruck? Well, I think the closest I got was when Ronnie showed up. I've seen all these other people before. Boy, is he, is he, is he playing to your emotions right now, Big R? This is amazing. What a, what a, what a love fest. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say other than, hey, it's, you know, we've journeyed long and hard, Rachel the Held Evans. I mean, it's yeah, like we're, we've, I've reached, I've reached better the, than this. Right, I've reached the end. I'm afraid to say anything else lest I destroy the moment, you know, well, no, that you, I've always I, dreamed of. Here's, okay, full, I, I don't expect you to say anything similar about me. So uh, you can be utterly honest about who you were actually oh, excited to see. Yeah. Yeah, I am the you least. You say actually the same thing you said, Pipe. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it was the greatest joy I had over the over the three days was was finally being able to kick it live with pipe and let me just tell you that when i walked up it was like a spotlight shone on the two of us you know the the seas parted um we had that handshake i introed him to big m uh, that was probably another big moment it was and, big uh, the conference as a woman oh yeah she was there absolutely but absolutely. but she never but she never left ronnie's side because billy graham of rule oh of yeah. course Absolutely, and because Ronnie needs to interpret everything that he's hearing for her. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I know that's these are. I know these are big words. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there was no other. I'm not a starstruck guy. I mean, there's no other starstruck moment for me. Oh, I mean, baby, that's I know not, you're not starstruck. Only when you look in the mirror. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that starstruck thing like ever. That just. Who's the headliner, man? Who headlined this thing? Keller. Oh, they, Timmy! They they bookended it where 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 my dad. So opened nobody it. could leave. My yeah. dad opened it and Keller closed it. Yeah, because they know like if they put one of these other guys last, people are like, "Well, I'm tired. I'm bailing early. There's there's storms rolling in. We're gonna hit the road and head back to uh, you know, back to Muncie before uh, before the thing closes <laughs> up." So I mean, yeah, you have to open it with Johnny so everybody's there, and you have to close it with Timmy so everybody stays. That's I mean, right. that's what you have to do. Who are Ronnie, some did, guys, man. Who are some names I would recognize that they hit the big stage? Who are, who are some of the big main stage acts? Well, your boy Katie Y was there, obviously. Katie Y was on. The, he played the main stage. Yeah, he was doing a a, a Calvin bio. I, that's probably shocking you right now. So just Shock. stay calm. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Breathe. Stay, stay did calm. You hear me gasp there for a minute. Yeah, like <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yeah, don't know what to do with that. But uh, all right, so and my, Dak, my boy, Dak was there. Yep. Dak got a little main stage burn. Dak was emceeing the whole event. Yeah, you the, know, him the Beatty Jay, was main stage. The Beatty was main Lig stage. Duncan. Some guys, Lig Duncan, some guys you've never heard of, like like Peter Adam from Australia. And so they always get some guys that like nobody's ever and heard they had, of. They and had some, they had another guy who I think had a woman's name. It was like Sandy or Shelly or something like Sandy that. Wilson. Oh, okay. Fascinating. I, it, Sandy actually, Wilson. Actually, I'm assuming that was a man because it is the main it stage at the Gospel Coalition. I wasn't – I didn't actually see the session. So I've just – seemed now, like I've a got a, I've got a question for you. Piper, it was Any indeed a man. kind of like typical reformed women? Like there's two or three women that we like have put our stamp of approval on. Did they get to play like a – like yes. a breakout stage, like out in the parking oh, yeah. lot. Or, you know. Yeah, you're talking about Jen Wilkin was oh, there. Yeah, yeah. You're talking Guthrie. about Gloria Furman and yep. Nancy Guthrie. All, yep. all, yeah, all did breakouts. All nice. representing. Although, now, you know, con- conspicuously absent was uh, was one Kathy Keller. I was kind of surprised about she that. Doesn't, uh, she yeah. doesn't come and do these things. 
I don't think oh, she's, she doesn't. I don't think she's done a gospel coalition thing. Maybe, maybe I think they did a marriage, like a pre a pre conference marriage thing a few years ago. Oh, and I think that's she came, right. She came and spoke conference. with Tim. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, and and maybe she speaks at the women's conference. But yeah, not this one. Okay. Now, was there anybody who had to play like a breakout stage who thought they should be playing a main stage? You isn't, know that what I mean? every, isn't that everybody? Yeah, kind of. But like, I, I think there are breakout stage guys that know that that's all they'll ever yeah, be. Yeah, I have your answer right here, Big T. And I think Bro. probably people were surprised was one Russell Moore. Russ had to do a – oh, that's oh. like putting – but that's like that's like putting Pearl Jam in the parking lot for Lollapalooza. You know what I mean? But here's the thing: the ERLC did an entire like they did the pre-conference, pre-conference. so it wasn't like yeah, a gospel oh. coalition pre-conference. It was like the ERLC pre-conference, and then you. and then they also made a couple big announcements from the main stage of a partnership <clears throat> between Gospel Coalition and the organization. So like there was a lot mm-hmm. of organizational main stage for the ERLC, but Russell Moore was not a keynote. Interesting. Yeah, not only that, Big T, but you probably don't know this, but they actually got like a, a United States senator from Nebraska to do one of the talks. This guy named Ben Sass. So oh, they, I've heard they, Ben Sass. Everybody loves Ben Sass. Yeah. So they kind of they which really makes kinda, me they which kinda, makes me question him. Yeah. They kind of. <laughs> I mean, they kind of delved. They they delved, and, and Russ Russ Moore actually had to open up and say, "So it's not that we're getting all political now, but we do love Ben Sass, you know." And but so not we're, that we're bringing political, except that we have a political guy doing the main stage. Yeah, we're, we're bringing a Republican senator on stage. <clears throat> Don't yeah, mind us man. bowing to the huge golden statue. Mm, pipe. Oh, I don't. That's a hot take. Baby. I'm not a big fan of attaching politicians to things church related i it never ends well, well. it's worked out so well in the past I yeah mean. i mean look at look at the history of the church always ends well when we go for political power just oh, it, 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 it never falls apart most definitely it never 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 falls apart um boys i tell you what this is uh this has been a fascinating can, conversation can i give a and, couple a couple other quick sort of observational updates tied to things we've talked about in the past absolutely. Uh, so, so I polled my coworkers. I was there with a number of the number of uh, of the other people, and just said, "Hey, what are some of the odd things that you've seen here?" Just want to make sure I was I was doing genuine show prep, <clears throat> and yeah, you uh, were. and they said, "Look, we didn't see a lot of the praying with servers. A lot, uh-huh. a lot of the, a lot of the thank you, Debbie. So, so, yeah. so, so appreciate you, Matt, to waiters and waitresses. So, a lot of the waiter waitress name calling." It was in mm. it was in full force. I saw it. Hey, I heard it. I agree with that. That was on was the, on that tip, real quick, pipe, and then and then I want you to get back to your observations. But where did you guys eat or hang out in Indianapolis? Because that's my old stomping ground, man. I used to live there. Oh, that's right. Where did you guys go in the oh, evenings? Let's see. Um, well, if, if I'll say this: Indianapolis surprised me with the number of like decent restaurants downtown. I was not it's excited. Town, man. I was it not excited to go downtown. to Indy uh, yep. in in yep. early April. Um, yep. Let's see. We went to a place called the Ram. It was uh, okay. sort of a like a, a brew pub kind of place um, mm-hmm. with you know sort of like creative you know creative yeah. American food kind of stuff. Let's see where else right, did we right. go? I'm trying to remember. There wasn't a ton of places that were super local that I was aware of. Um, there was a really good blues bar there back in the day called the Slippery Noodle. That seemed like a place that that pipe would want to unwind at the end of a long day. Yeah, it's, that one I don't recall. I don't recall seeing. The thing is, in a place like this, because there's so many like there's so many people trying to connect with so many people, what always yeah. ends up happening is you like talk to one person, you're like, let's go grab dinner, and then inevitably it becomes a group of fourteen people, and so you right. end up at a big table at some restaurant that can accommodate that, as opposed to like a cool small place. Exactly. Exactly. No, I um, get that. <clears throat> Pipe. What are some other observations that you had of the week? All right, Ronnie. You may, you you can you can speak into this. Um, I saw a lot of people who I pegged as former youth pastors who married one of their students. Mm. Mm. You know what? That happens so often. I can literally name, and I won't name, but I could name like four guys that I know who did exactly that. Yeah. So so they're the guys. They they are somewhere between three and seven years <clears throat> older than their spouse. Uh, mm-hmm. she is way too attractive for him. Absolutely. And, uh, and she was sort of, it was sort of the right place, right time where like she was insecure enough because she was young and he was confident enough because he was a few years older and, and the youth and he pastor, was able to lock it. Yeah. Yeah. He was totally to out, that. totally out kicked his coverage. And exactly. I, I saw like 12 of these couples and, and now he's like cargo pants and polo shirts and she's 
really, you know, she's pulled together and stylish. And you're like, what in the world happened? <laughs> I, yeah. I talked oh, yeah. I talked to another coworker about this. He had a really good theory on why it is that couples like that and then just like pastors couples in general. Mm-hmm. He said he said, "Look, all of the all of the significant evangelical female leaders are mm-hmm. like they present themselves well." Sure. He said, "Look at all the conservative evangelical male leaders. They're yeah. like like burlap sacks on stage." Of course, oh, yeah. the guys let themselves go. That's what they have to look up to, and That's so right. I thought that was <clears throat> that was one that Ronnie. Dude, what's any, funny any about that, that though is that when if you're a burlap sack on stage, it's almost a validation of how like intellectual you are. You know what I mean? Like you don't have time for appearance. Yeah. Um, so that's almost like a compliment in our circle. Like, yeah, what is it about being a theologically adept person that means you can't wear clothes that fit? I don't know. I've I've, I've wondered that. And and again, so pipe. I think that's a really good observation about like the the uh, the ex youth pastor with the the uh, the youth. I you know here's the thing. So guys, I you know a lot of people don't know this about Big R, but like I and I thank the Lord every morning for this when I wake up. But I bypassed youth ministry into my in, into my path into ministry. So I sure. I was never I was never in youth ministry. Never youth pastor. And I I got to literally go around all that. And again, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I don't have a, I don't have a high radar mm-hmm. for, for youth culture. Like, like some of you guys do. I, I just like it. The whole thing kind of escaped me and I, and I was trying to escape the thing and I was successful at it I, by God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it, it's kind of a, but, but that's a, that's an amazing observation. Now here's something that happened to me more than a few times. Um, and, and pipe, you can speak into this. So the first guy, the first fan before all the throngs came, I came in contact with my first fan. I'd been there for about two minutes. I walked into the convention center, and this dude named Yia Vang came up to me. That's Y-I-A, last name Vang, V-A-N-G. And he came up and he said, he said, so I, was re- I saw you walk in, and I was super nervous to come up to you. And I said, well, Yia, like why, man? Like why, brother? Why are yeah, you nervous you to don't, walk up to me? You don't carry yourself you know? like an intimidating person. No, and I'm, and I'm there with Big M, so it's like it's like why into, you know there, there's not a lot of intimidation factor, I, you know. And so he because he said he said dude he, he goes because I'm afraid that anything I say to you you're gonna like say my name live on on the podcast and like, like make, make some joke out of kind of like out of what I was doing. And I go <laughs> I go well dude I go I, I I go well now that you've said that I literally have to say your name <laughs> because your name is Yia Vang and I'll never meet another guy named Yia Vang and be able right. to say his name on the podcast. And he said, but please don't say anything like crazy about me. And I said, well, dude, don't say anything crazy there in the go. next five minutes as we talk. And, and, I, and I won't. I will, give a, you know what I will give a shout out to Yia Vang. He, he lives in, in the Minneapolis area. He is an extraordinary chef. So yes. he's, he's big in like the underground foodie scene. They do like pop-up restaurants, different places. Wow. Amazing. He's dude, that's, he is that's the, kind he is of the cool boss. Yeah. thing there is, man. That's incredible. So let me just say this, Yia Vang, dude, like, like, dude, it's all good, man. Like, it's all, it's all good. So if you're in the Minneapolis area, look up Yia Vang. Dude, listen, maybe some- we can get Yia Vang to do a little, uh, a little food at our live event. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I want him to cater it. So Yia that's Vang, the, wor- the, we're, we're thro- the gauntlet has been thrown. We need you to come out and cater our, our live yeah. event uh, this fall in Louisville. And this wouldn't be like the Bunsen burner aluminum pan kind of catered food. Like, he's... It's it's artistry in, in yes. the culinary realm. So it's artist driven food, man. So that's what we're talking. <laughs> right. Wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. Vang. I, there well, it is, right there, Big T. What's that? So there it is. I've, there it is. I have two other quick observations. First, pastors, dry fit shirts don't go with jeans. Ooh. P- period. Ooh. No, especially not long sleeve but... ones, but like the dry fit Under Armour type shirts. Yeah. Don't don't go with black Levi's. Here, here's why, Pipe, because that's a workout shirt. Yes, precisely. That is a shirt. Yeah, but that that's to the but gym. that's golf. That's golf pastor, though, man. I mean, that you guys got to You guys get that right. That's that's the pastor that plays golf on his downtime. I yeah, don't but, get it because I, I have a very distinct like workout shirt, wearing around shirt kind of distinction. And uh, when 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 people try to mix the two, man, yeah. the result is never good. The golf yeah, the, the workout shirt. If I saw a guy wearing that same shirt and like shorts in the gym at the hotel right proper time and place but when That's he right. goes back to his room and goes you know what i'm gonna keep the shirt on and i'm gonna throw on my jeans uh poor choice 
So well, that's because he's not. He, that's because he's not in the office, so he can like loosen it up a little bit, man. Yeah, that, away yeah from he his- needs some. He needs he needs some Ronnie Martin sartorial tips just to mm-hmm. just to be like, you know what? Buy a Gospel Coalition T-shirt and put that on. It would look better. Um, there you go. There you go. The last observation. I mean, I have lots. Was the preponderance of fist bumps as oh, greetings yeah, yes. in this place, like amongst mm-hmm. first time. Like this yes. is not like greeting old friends. This is like people would come up and say, "Hey, are you Barnabas Piper?" You know, love the podcast, and then I'd reach my hand out to shake their hand like a normal adult male, and right. they would stick their fist out. Yeah, my knuckles are sore right now, and I would just That's shake. Nice I just like dick. shake their fist because you guys I feel are like, like boxers. You're like Rocky. You got to like tape your hands up before you got before you go out to Gospel Coalition. I think a lot of that though is. Uh, do you think a lot? Of, do you think that's a trendy thing, or do you think it's like, dude, if I shake too many hands, I'm going to get sick? And I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, oh, I've been Jesus battling Christ. with the flu. Be a man, dude. Don't be. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. That, I, don't I, I hope it's not the latter. I mean, they're both terrible explanations, but the latter one, I just, I don't have words for how the stupid question. that is. I'm just asking you know, the why question. Why don't you just put on a pair of rubber gloves or, or uh, walk around in a little <laughs> just, bubble? Dude, no, no, no. Wait, Big T. We're like I know dishwashing be, gloves. I know you're trying dudes. to be all ha-ha right now, but I saw a bunch of dudes wearing gloves. What? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Really? You wear gloves. Like Michael like, Jackson gloves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gloves, like you could tell, like, I don't want to get sick. I'm wearing gloves. Like <laughs> I'm wearing, like, yeah, no, I'm not lying. Man. Like, like I'm talking like guys that like, hey, I graduated from Southern. I have my bow tie. I have my jacket, but I'm wearing gloves because I'm, I'm just being super careful. I'm telling Dude, listen you. listen to me. Get out of here with that because that's, that's, you know what? If you got to wear gloves, if you're that nervous, stay in your room. <laughs> oh, but those aren't those aren't safe either because nowhere's dirtier than hotel rooms. Like it's a miracle those people ever left the Southern Seminary campus. Pipe, Judas Priest, what happened to men? What happened to just saying, you know what, I'm gonna leave my house this morning and whatever happens to me happens to me. But 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 I'm 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 not gonna wear gloves. Yeah, you you know? The 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 level of what it is oh. to be brave has has declined all the way to I'm willing to face the common cold. Judas, man, I tell you what, I, I I think I'm getting too old for all this. Ted, I I don't even know what – yeah. Last last question. What would it take to get you to show up? So next year is is T4G, not TGC. You made the the confusion at the beginning. They're very similar. Mm -hmm. But uh, what would it take to get you to show up to T4G as like as an attendee? Uh, Somebody would probably have to pay my way, honestly. (laughs) Like I can't imagine like spending my own money on it. You know what I mean? We're going to um, try to do a live podcast at T4G next year, so maybe that'll get you there. Dude, if we you know, do some live, I can write it off. If, if it becomes like a business thing, I'll probably I'll probably do it. So yeah. where this this is going to help though? Where's the location? Is it a good city? Well, T4G is always in Louisville because that's the uh, that's the <clears throat> you talked about being being in a bubble. That is sort of a bubble, yeah. so it's there. Yeah, Louis, the the advantage to Louisville is it's, it's close for me. Yeah, this is that's a short um, shortish drive. It's a short hop, so I, I could probably do a little Louisville next year. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, things there to look go, forward man. to. You know what? I'm going to start buying my rubber gloves now. You know, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to wear rubber gloves and a mask. That's how you'll know it's Or season. you can just you can just fist bump everybody. You don't have to wear gloves. Just make sure you don't shake any hands That's and you right. fist bump. But but put put something on your knuckles though, Big T. And you know how to do that yeah. cuz you're a boxer. You know how to do that. Stock up on stock up gloves. on black jeans and dry fit shirts. Yeah. I'm going to wear dry fit shirts and boxing gloves and a mask. Um <laughs> That way I'll be ready for the fist. Pump. I only saw I only saw three dudes with masks and only all the three. germs. I'll be I'll be ready for it, Judas. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really glad you shared that thing about the gloves, man, because that blows my mind. I didn't see any of that. I feel like I missed out. I'm really glad you shared that, Ronnie. That just it completed my picture of what Dude, I'm was not lying. An epic no, like few days. no lie. I, I'm not saying I saw like a hundred dudes. I'm saying I saw yeah. a few dudes. That's a few like too many and, and still amazing. But it's not like it's not like gloves like the kind where you're wearing like, well, dude, it might be a little cold outside. It's a little chilly. Right, it's the not rain's like a pair of isotoners, you know? No, what I mean? no, no, no. These were these were distinct yeah. in that you can tell the guy was like, dude, I just I gotta be I gotta be really careful when I'm when I'm paying for my books, you know. You know what? I got a nice pair of like Under Armour football gloves, man. I'm gonna wear those next time. Yeah, bring those when we do our, our live in Louisville podcast. I'll wear the Under I, Armour football gloves in the dry fit, and people think I'm there for like the NFL combine. You know Maybe I mean? I'm just telling you right now, I I will not be shaking your bare hand. So I'm just oh. putting that on notice right now. I'll, elbow, I'll elbow bump you. Yeah. 
When I hug you, it will be with gloves and a jacket on. You know what? Why don't I just nod at you from across the room? Would you like that? You know that? what? Why don't, why don't a nice you, greeting, big I, 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 Maybe that would be a nice greeting, or maybe you could just text me from across the room because a nod, what, what if something comes out of your nose when you nod and it accidentally like reaches me? I, I say text. I you say know what? How about, we just, how about I just stay home and we just wait six days? Would that be you nice? know what? <laughs> how about we just skip any live performance and just keep doing the podcast? Exactly. I feel comfortable hearing my You know what? Office. How about we stop doing the podcast because I'm afraid that something could get transmitted across our mics and through across our, our systems. I think we should stop doing this particular episode of the podcast. I think we should too. I've, I've been trying to stop doing this podcast for about the last 10 years. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to stop doing this podcast for the last two years, but let's just end it for now. Judas. Boys, this has been fun, man. This truly has been uh, – it's been enjoyable, and I, I enjoy – uh, kind of experiencing these conferences vicariously through you guys. And that, that maybe for me is the best way to experience. But I, I will give some serious thought to uh, a little TG4C or whatever it is in Louisville <laughs> next, uh, next year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it some thought. But uh, until then, go to happyrantpodcast.com. Grab a little bag of Ligaris Roasters Happy Rant Signature Blends. Uh, check out missionaware.com. Grab yourself a little missionaware Happy Rant swag. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. Resonate has helped us with our editing and mastering pretty much from the beginning of the podcast. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Mark and Jake do a fantastic and timely job with all sorts of podcast services. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.